Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. Hi, Z. We're back. Yes. Welcome to the Hunter Valley, kids. Oh, yes. We're going to see John Farnham and Lionel Richie tonight. So we are doing the podcast live from the Hunter with an incredible mm. vista. And we are currently on uh, Chardonnay Avenue yeah. or, or Cab Sav Terrace <laughs> or something. Yeah. We're here at, uh, at Cypress Hill and it's, uh, you know, it's a wonderful celebration of all of that uh, Late 90s mm, mm. rap, I'm going to pretend I know. Yeah, sure. All we- I remember is, insane in my brain. <laughs> and they've named all of the streets in relation to wine. Yeah. So I think uh, Purple Teeth Crescents, <laughs> uh, you know. Chateau Leg Open a Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Regret Close. <laughs> now, we must, of course, address... The elephant in the room. Hey, 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 I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to lose. Hey, listen, I can see all of the French fries scattered on the floor that you ate and so an entire hope. packet of Tim Tams. Hey, 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 hey. An entire packet. Look, we are here with other people. <laughs> one. We are you sat up with one other bloke. No, 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 we, we are here with other people. <laughs> Darling, Dan, get on over from Triple M and my beautiful wife. And you're right, Dan and I yes. destroyed that packet of Tim Tams. And because Dan isn't here, he had three... Three quarters of them. <laughs> I barely had one or two. And as for the French fries, which, mm. by the way, are, I think, the least nourishing of the chips. Oh, 100%. Like, they're just, like, slid, uh, yeah, a little... Uh, a sliver of oil. Yeah, correct. Yes. I-, I have long thought, too, that you are the only person left keeping the French fry <laughs> crisp in business. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm doing all right, because they are available <laughs> in every servo, in every <laughs> servo around the country. But you're right. Elephant in the room. Why weren't we here last week? Put simply, as you know, I uh, work at Sky News. That's the full-time job. Uh, this is this is what we're enjoying. We're enjoying it. This was always intended to be bit of fun between yes, two mates exactly. and good people listening. Well, unsurprisingly, the bosses who pay my wage went, well, well, well hang on, hang on. Mm. Can we just double check if you can do this? Yes, exactly. Guess what? I can. Yeah, we can, <laughs> and uh, we've sorted all of that out. Uh, now, I would like to begin, because we're, we're in this little uh, house that we've rented out mm. for the weekend. I'm going to say Chateau. Chateau, let's Chateau do it. de Piste. It- <laughs> <laughs> um, on Wasted Drive. And I, I seem to be having a little bit of a struggle in the kitchen at the moment because there are four of us here. We're sharing a house. How are you finding Because there's been a lot of Pete Murray in your life this week. Uh, we oh, went to Dave yeah. Chappelle, we had lunch, and now you're spending the weekend. You seem like you're at your limit of P. Murray. I <laughs> know. I'm not at my limit of P. Murray. But P. Murray doesn't deal well with silence. So when P. Murray, you know I'm a kid that loves a comfortable silence. I get on with my stuff, but I as know. soon as P. Every P. Murray Every time we're in the bathroom, silence. <laughs> Every time we're in the bedroom. So. so what I'm dealing with in the kitchen at the moment is that we've done a bit of shopping last night. I've bought, bought a few bits and bobs. Uh, and Freedom Muesli, well done. Freedom Muesli. Hey, that was your wife, not me. Oh, is that her? Yeah, she brought the gluten-free what Muesli. What is fr- Freedom Foods? Yeah, this is the sort of... Nestle of, of, <laughs> of, of goodness. What is it? Is it like, is, is it the home brand? <laughs> what is it? For gluten-free kids, this is just brilliant because this entire range, I mean, you can have Muesli, you can have bread, you can mm. have whatever you one oh. thanks to the good people at Freedom Foods. I have been served the gluten-free bed. That ain't oh, bread. I know. It ain't bread. There's there's only a very few number of brands that do it well, but the majority, oh, it's like eating dust. But also, it, it, it comes in the little half loaf. The size is about a quarter of the size of a normal piece of bread. So it's like you're having Melba toast. Correct. You know, it's like you have, to have 85 <laughs> pieces of gluten-free bread to match the same. And the yeah. same goes with gluten-free spaghetti. It doesn't fill you up. That's why, Good. that's my excuse for eating three quarters of a packet of spaghetti Good the job, other but day. sorry, the kitchen. Okay, Back to the kitchen. So, Dan, who's staying with us. Separate room. Separate room. Definitely separate room. (laughs) She Um, says that now. (laughs) Oh, come on. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Hang on a second. Well, we are here at Anything Could Happen Crescent. (laughs) You know, once you you go via Leg Opener Drive, as you said it before, (laughs) Purple Teeth Avenue, and I'm anyone's (laughs) drive. And then Young Single Mother Drive. (laughs) 
Um, so he's been making heaps of cups of tea, right? Fair play to him. Everybody mm. does. You, you're gonna. I mean, you're gonna get into those bushels. They're free. They're oh, there for everybody. Right. Well, no, he's he's a big fan at the moment of because he you know, does a bit of uh, rugby league calling mm. for those who don't know our darling friend. Uh, he, he is big into the uh, into the taking care of one's voice thing at the moment. Yes, so he's he all is. about yeah, steam and tea and, and tea and all of that business. Yeah. Well, we've had some plastic bags right from the shopping. So I am a bandit for keeping plastic bags because when you pack up at the end, I feel like there's always something there's shopping that you you know you need a plastic bag to pack things away. Mm-hmm. So I just I, leave it really. I just work out what the cleaning fee is. Oh really? No. See, I, <laughs> what sort of a dick would actually do that? Sure, I'll smoke in a hotel room and pay that fine, but I'm not one of those pricks who just goes and clean it. <laughs> Food court, however. You know, you know, Merrick Watts once told me that he because I always keep hotel rooms pristine because I feel terrible when people come in and they clean it. Right? You sounded the same. Yes. She makes the bed in a hotel. I don't make the bed, but I don't leave stuff everywhere. Mez told me that sometimes he used to go to hotel rooms and he would just walk in. And you know how they have like a, a pile of brochures <laughs> like in a stand on the table. He'd just go. <laughs> and knock it down on the floor I love just because he knew that someone was coming. No, I'd to do pick that. I'd, I'd gladly do that. What? Well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be disrespectful to the room where some poor person's going to have to clean it for twelve hours. Mm. But I don't get too concerned. There's something that's awesome about when you are staying away somewhere for. Um, uh, Weekend or whatever, where you can just get the towels and throw them into the bath and go, they will be clean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, that's what it must be to be the queen. She just walks around going, clean, clean, <laughs> clean. I also think that she never washes her underpants. She just unpacks a new, brand new pair every day <laughs> and just throws the last pair in the bin. Do you remember when we got the phone call about the bloke who claimed to have the DNA of the Queen? Yes, that he was a security guard on her visit out and that he had gone in to the bathroom that she used afterwards. At the entertainment centre, was being opened. Yes, and found a, a pub <laughs> yeah. on the seat after she'd been in there and he went and got it laminated. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. If you are listening to... To this podcast, mm. kind sir, please shoot us an email at paulandrach.com.au and alternatively, if you are somebody who cleans hotel rooms for a living, yes. please also email us and tell us about the horrible things that you find there. Now, you got to love this. Uh, you know, we're loose. It's been a couple of weeks. We're on holidays here, hence why it's a seven-minute introduction to the show. Also, I haven't even gotten to my That's what I'm trying to get to here. Story. What is the shopping bag story? Because, I mean, I'm going, there's no radio discipline about this. It's a weekend and we're just having a chat, all right? Yes, we have. No one's looking at the clock. No yeah. songs to be played. <laughs> Evidently, no broadcasting ability necessary. We are meandering around, yeah. I don't remember last night, Crescent and Blackout <laughs> Corner. Okay, so the story basically is that Dan's been making cups of tea all day. Now, I put all of the plastic bags in the corner there so that they would be there for, for later. And also one of the plastic bags had um, a whole bunch of peppermint tea bags that I'd brought so I could have a, little, a few peppermint teas across the weekend, oh, right? Hang on. Anyway... This morning I come down Uh-oh. and I see, oh, the plastic bag of the peppermint tea's been over. What's that? And I look in there and there's two bloody tea bags in there because Dan's <laughs> just seen plastic and gone, oh, that'll do. So then I thought, okay, well, I'll rescue my now moist peppermint mm. tea bags mm. and put them in another bag and then I will put the, I will tuck these plastic bags further behind my stuff so that he can't take them. I went to the bathroom had a little wander around, did a bit of work. Dan came down, made a cup of tea. I came back and I thought, what are the plastic bags being dragged out again for? He's just dumped his crap in the plastic <laughs> yeah. bags again. It's like he just sees a plastic bag and goes, well, that might be the bin, even though there's a bin under the flipping sink. And you pretend the silence was because you were working. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Don't forget we're on Twitter as well, people, uh, at Paul and Rach, and then you can find out about when the podcast's coming out. So basically it's a giant loop. Yes. Where if you listen to the podcast, Podcast, follow us on Twitter at where we plug the podcast. You just, it's all podcast mm. all the time. Um, now, I just wanted to say, uh, I seem to be a frequenter of the Hunter Valley at the moment because a mere two weeks ago, I was up Golden here. Golden Door, spa treatment. A <laughs> little bit of a rub, a little bit of a relax. <laughs> it was time to get the fillers done again and a bit more Botox. Um, looking I, good, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you. Looking just much, uh, much six young- out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone up a whole two points. Yeah, solid six. <laughs> so I came up here for Bruce Springsteen, oh. which was spectacular. He at 64 is just packing a spectacular rig. But also I'm loving the idea that this bloke, you know, could could 
do the Scrooge McDuck swimming in money, oh, ducktails thing. Mm. But guys, you can bugger it. I'm yeah. going to do this. It'll be fun. And he smiles from yeah. go to woe. Yeah, you cool. can tell that this is a bloke that does this because he loves it. Although, am I hearing a song on the radio at the moment? Might be old, might be new. Who knows? I barely mm. pay attention. Mm. Um, you're just like firewood I burn. Oh, yeah, I don't just know. Just like firewood. <laughs> I, my big problem is that I, despite loving the concert, I haven't followed his entire yeah. career. Yeah. So, yes, I did hear that, but I don't know whether that's old or new. I only know the massive hits. But, you okay, know? Can, but yeah, okay, let's imagine mm. it's it's the Hunter Valley, mm. you like me, mm. the lights are turned down and I turned to you and said, just like fire, would I burn for you? <laughs> like, is that is that, is that the best way to get you <laughs> nah, over the line? Nah, I'd say be on your way on, uh, you know, Wasted Terrace and back, <laughs> back you go. But I came up here uh, to see him and so I was with, we, there was probably about 12 of us at a house. Pillow fight. No. <laughs> Spa? We, no, spas, no. Spa. But we sort of all got into our separate rooms because there was um, – it was kind of like a dorm room situation. The house was massive. Twelve people, wow. Yeah, uh, but there was kind of like six to a room sort of situation and they had like all separate beds. That means people were talking before they fell asleep. He's still awake, Rach. He's still awake, Rach. Hey, Rach. <laughs> <laughs> or just me when I'm in a dorm scenario. We had our mostly girls in our room and oh, then there was one couple, right? Perfect. So we went to bed and I have this horrible situation when I go away with people because I talk in my sleep mm. constantly. What were you, you bring about? What do you Well, bring? this is the problem. Oh. So Can we I, tape you one night? Yeah. Could we do like a sleep study of yeah. Ra Corbol? Honestly, I don't even know how I feel rested in the morning because I'm pretty much having conversations and not gibberish, not weird, like just actual conversations from go to woe. And quite often I will wake myself up as I'm answering a question or saying something. And if I'm in bed with someone or in a room with someone, I have this horrible shame moment where I hear myself say something, I wake up enough to realise I was asleep and then I just think, please don't let them have heard that. So are you doing both sides of the conversation or just you? I don't I, – I think it's just me. It's okay. just me. But I'm I'm just talking in complete sentences. I'm not talking in gibberish. Anyway, so I woke up and I had this moment where I sort of looked around. Everybody was rousing, you know, everybody's sort of stretching. Oh, more. Oh, guys. How are you? Oh, I might go for a, and there's always that one guy in the group scenario go, oh, I might go for a little bit of a run. Oh, please, please. It's a weekend away. Yep. Put it away. So we said, you know, how's everybody sleep? And I'm thinking to myself – Okay, I think I got away with this. I don't think I spoke. Nobody said anything. Everybody seems to have slept well. Mm-hmm. And then this girl behind me, delightful girl who we had met a number of times, um, but we had bond really bonded on the drive up. So when we were driving up, oh. I thought this is going to be a great new friend. Love a drive bond. Drive bond. It was a great bond, and it was like a four-hour trip because traffic was rubbish. So I thought this is going to be a great new friendship. Anyway, from behind me, I just heard this. Um, so you talk a lot in your sleep, and I was like. Oh, God, that doesn't sound like somebody who finds it adorable. (laughs) I was like, oh, God, did I talk a lot? And she goes, "Uh, pretty much from the minute you fell asleep until just now. Cranky. And cranky. And she's like, and also, did you guys, and she's talking to the couple, need to come in and fool around? I heard moaning. And they're like, well, certainly wasn't us. Turns out. Old R. Corbett oh, had had a sexual dream. <laughs> <laughs> and you had it in a dorm room. Oh, dear. I can tell you oh, that dear. I could count the number of saucy dreams I've had in my life maybe on one hand. You've I never always been them. really open that this is not part of your I never have thing. Them. I never have them. You I'm live nev- the dream. You don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> you know the first saucy dream I ever had, and it wasn't even saucy because I was young, it was that I kissed Les Hill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm not even going to say it because I can't because I'm too embarrassed. She starts telling me oh, things no, that no, I no, said. That's not fair. Things that I said in the sexy dream, which were just those kind of embarrassing sexy things that nobody needs to have. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. 
by the power of Grayskull, <laughs> I'm going to beep this, okay? When we edit the podcast, I'm going to beep it, but okay. I need you to tell me one of I them. Can't. You can tell me. No, you can I tell can't. me. It makes me sick. Okay, too. I'm looking away. <laughs> yeah, oh, just tell me, okay, so so you're asleep. Okay, let's play it this out. It makes me feel sick too. Come on, for, just for Paulie, just for Paulie. No, I can't. Do you love me? I do love him, but oh. I just can't. I'm okay. so embarrassed. What, what, what if I told you that the do- I went to the doctors, I've got two weeks to live, <laughs> and the only thing that's going to save me is the story of you. <laughs> Saying something sexy. When you were in what your kind sleep. of a doctor are you going to see? Um, I, a, a dolly doctor. Keep <laughs> <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Yes, eagle-eyed listeners, you would have noticed that the last comment just ended without Rachel telling the story. <laughs> That's called respecting your partner. <laughs> now, as you know, uh, there was the Oscars the past couple True. of weeks. Now, I'm not going to get Radio 101 on this, uh, and it is now 17 years since they were on. But um, I'm undecided about whether Ellen is awesome and wonderful. Like, she's really comfortable with stars, but I don't know if she's comfortable with stars because she's soft with stars and doesn't mm-hmm. sort of ask them or do anything that's yep. a little bit controversial. Yeah, yes. But I would like to start a new segment on the show. Oh, yes. It is called Paulie's Black Hat. Oh, oh. This is where I'm going to put on the black hat and say something that needs to be said, but more importantly, it's just going to kill the fun for everyone else. Good one. Okay? I'm Paulie's ready for the black fun to hat. be killed. On it goes. Yes. Did you hear that, Australia? <laughs> on it goes. I hereby declare that the Ellen selfie was a failure, not a success. Why? Okay, bear with me here. Okay. She takes the photo, a million people retweet it, let's even give it two million people Mm -hmm. retweet it, and she, quote-unquote, broke Twitter. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a failure, Rach, because (laughs) Ellen has... 26 million followers, which means 24 million people who have declared themselves to be fans of Ellen DeGeneres couldn't give a shit about retweeting the most important photo of her career. Therefore, it's a failure. That's a fair point. You That's genuinely a fair point. Like if, 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 if all 26 million did it plus another 10 million, I go, wow, that's, mm. that's, but not even a whatever of mm. Ellen's fans mm. did the retweet. So, media, I would like compensation for putting me through all those damn stories about how incredible that <laughs> selfie was. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I got all week, oh, selfie. And then people doing their version of the selfie. Oh, yes, 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 I know. What about also Jared Leto came out and said who was mwah, spectacular in Dallas Buyers Club, yeah, I thought. But also, that would have been your saucy dream subject. Because he seems to me to be all Corbett. If he walked into the room, you'd go... All in. <laughs> All in. Like he would unlock the door and suddenly your clothes fell off. <laughs> he just seems to have that ability. Can I have a conversation with you too about the fact that he is 42? Bull. Seriously. He's not 42. He's 42. He was born in 1971. He's older than us. Yes. He's he been thinking looks, he's some new young kitty. He looks 17 years of age. Wow. This cannot be real. I certainly hope that 30 Seconds to Mars are okay with him, you know, the band being fronted by a toddler in 15 years because the man's <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Hey, I would like to bring back a segment we haven't done for a couple of weeks. Well, we didn't do a podcast last week. So three weeks. Uh, Questions for Paul. Oh, hello. This is when I ask a few questions that can't really be housed in a segment of their own, but I'd just like you to answer them for me. By the way, great idea. Could work on another radio show. In fact, glad you're listening, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) I had noticed one or two little Paul and Rach (laughs) podcast ideas starting to pop up on some radio shows. Glad we can help kids. I'm glad you're listening. Uh, So... All right, number one question for Paulie. Why is gardening the most tranquil of all the hobbies, a hobby that has the noisiest equipment? That is a great point. Leaf blower, whippersnipper, chainsaw. And Mm. also, why are people purchasing a leaf blower? I understand it's cool and you want to seem like a man because you're blowing leaves. Yeah, tell me When you can just broom them away. Okay, see... (laughs) This is one of those inner city, lefty, bloody, don't get your hands dirty things. But the truth is, the real reason why um, gardening equipment is so loud is because gardening can be deadly. (laughs) What do you mean? What's going to kill you? Bernard King 
was in his garden when he collapsed, fell and died. Yeah, but he didn't get like... Therefore, <laughs> gardening is deadly. So the reason you need loud equipment is to, is to keep you focused. Because <laughs> the second you're not and it's just you and the, on, on all fours with, you know, the little flower power pad. Yes. <laughs> and also to warn people around them that they must be poised at triple O yes. on the phone just in case such emergency happens. Look, this is the thing. Look, God love Bernard King. I'm so sorry he's no longer with us, mm. but gardening kills, right? <laughs> okay, all right. Question answered. Question number two. Do you think the charities ever sit down and have a discussion about the fact that there might be a better way to collect money than accosting people on the street. <laughs> Sadly, the answer is no. Seriously. But, but it is ridiculous. How can they have not changed their system? Here is something. People don't like to part with their money, full stop, end of story. Okay, charity is brilliant. You should donate 100%. That is a great cause. Help other people out. Brought to you but, by Rachel Corbett. <laughs> but people don't like to part with their money, right? Yeah. So you then take that initial concept. People are already on the back foot. You you couple it with something else that people don't like, which is crappy small talk. <laughs> you think you're yeah. going to get my hard-earned yeah. out of me, and I'm not talking two bucks because now they want your credit card and forty dollars a month. Correct. PS, and yeah, by saying to me, "Love that necklace. Where did you get it?" Oh, have my money. <laughs> yeah. Do they think there's nobody in your life offering you a compliment? <laughs> yeah. Like cle- clearly, these charity collectors have massive mummy and daddy issues because. Nobody told them they were pretty when they were growing up. You're in a real rush. Where are you going? Here's my money! (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Yeah, 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 what they said. The Paul and Rach podcast. Live-ish from the Hunter Valley. Now, Rachel Corboza. Yes, Polo Miss Onesies. <laughs> Miss Onesies. <laughs> Remember when in the old days, oh, you know, your family name represented what you do? Oh, Apparently yeah. Apparently the Miss Onesies <laughs> were just people that... We, we were a nomadic people who got around in a, in a Speedo onesie. Are you the people that we have to blame for the onesie? Yeah. You know there's an actual onesie store that's opened up now that sells nothing but onesies what? it's sort of an indie kind of who is going in there to buy union yeah. jack onesies yeah, what what kind of apart from on your couch what mm. kind of use is a onesie well see you go through that stage and it's a mid-20s thing where it's the old fancy dress in public hey look everyone i'm wearing something different than what i should be wearing yeah totally and then you grow up <laughs> and then you go that just looks silly silly <laughs> i went to canberra recently yes that's true and uh, i I went to a spectacular exhibition Mm. at the National Library of Australia. It's called Mapping Our World. Okay, so what was it? Was it maps? Yeah, it was maps. It was it was maps. It was uh, cryptography, mm-hmm. uh, and it was awesome. Like it was like ancient, ancient, ancient maps mm. all the way through to sketchings of Matthew Flinders and all of this stuff. Now, for the past couple of weeks, I have spoken about this exhibition. I have tweeted about it, talked about it on the telly, and I love the exhibition. Mm-hmm. But I have to admit something to you oh because you are my conscience. Oh dear. About the exhibition and how I actually absorbed the exhibition. I went, I got my ticket, but I did the ten minute walkthrough. Oh, <laughs> I did I did the oh yep, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's old, that's great. I'll read a couple of those. See ya. How can you be so moved in ten minutes? Well, I was moved. There was there was two maps I wanted to see. I went and did them and mm. had a look, great, fine, fair enough. I did it at the Louvre or whatever. Yeah. I did it at, at, at you know, Michelangelo's Dave. Uh-huh. Is that I don't know why. I don't mind going to a gallery, but I feel I can absorb it quickly. <laughs> How I've been to the exhibition. Did you miss a lot of the exhibition? So you didn't see it all. You just mostly saw a small portion. I saw, saw. with my eyes yes. everything that was at the exhibition. I pondered Two. Right, okay, but you whizzed through them. Yeah, I just went, okay, yep, 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 yep. So yep, you yep, do that. Like a sped read. <laughs> a, sped, a sped mapped. See, I, I'm not going to say that that's a horrible thing to do at all because art is to be appreciated or, you know, history or whatever, all of those kind of things are to be appreciated at a pace that you set, mm. you know? And if that is 10 minutes, P. Murray, <laughs> you know, if you've got things to do, if you've got to go and go speed around a few roundabouts and you want to get to that quickly, then you can just whiz through and see those two paintings. You know what bugs me, though, when you go away, you mentioned sort of, uh, you mentioned David uh, and the Louvre and things. I just hate it when you turn up to those things that 
are so a part of history and culture and art and you're just underwhelmed. Yeah, of course. I had that in the Sistine Chapel. Yes. I was so underwhelmed. What I found bizarre about the Sistine Chapel is you go through, you look and great, 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 great. And then as you go out the back of it, mm. you can get pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you can, you can get dough mm. and cheese... Mm. That is the yeah. body of Christ yeah. with a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> that was bizarre. I, I mean, did you have that line sort of around the block, 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 block that you stood it in to get to the sort of inside the gates and inside? I got to the to, to the hallway before you get to the Sistine Chapel where it's all of the maps and everything. Yeah. And I stupidly, because I'm an idiot, thought. We're in the Sistine Chapel. And, you've got, and I was like, this oh. is amazing. And I was blown away. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> the I roof's liked... done by Julie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this wattle floor. <laughs> Some finger painting on the walls. I thought, to m- I was more impressed with the hallway than I was with the actual room. Take and, that history. And then I got into the Sistine yeah. Chapel and I'm looking around and I go, yeah, awesome. it's good. But then there's some bloke yelling, silencio, silencio, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. silencio. Anytime you go, I mean, pardon me if I want to turn to somebody and say that's pretty, but I, nobody's allowed to say a word, nobody's allowed to take a picture. You're crammed in there like sardines. The picture thing is incredible. The no photo, oh. no photo. Yeah. But the, when you want to go and see Dave, mm. um, there's two Daves in Florence. Florence. Thank you. There's one in a square that's like... Bigger than life. Right. And people go and have photos with that because the queue to go and see the real one is too long. Oh, yeah. So here's my thing. Why would you go to Forenze mm. and just have a photo with fake Dave? You could have a photo with fake Dave anywhere. See, I went to Florence uh, and it was on part of like a six-week kind of journey uh, – of self-discovery? Contiquing? No, it wasn't contiquing. It's not a journey. That was a bus trip. It was a 21-day bus trip, Rachel. You weren't running around with a beret in a backpack. I wasn't on Kentucky. I've never been on Kentucky. This was a travel solo around Europe. Oh, was it just... Okay, can I just think of little Rachel okay, here? here we go. She's, you know, here she is. She's wearing a little striped Madeline top, oh. but you've got the red overalls over the top of it. You've got, you've got your baseball cap turned backwards. A a red kerchief there. around my neck. Yeah. And you've got Lonely Planet going, things to do in Florence. <laughs> flick, 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 flick. Let's go see Dave's Doodle. This is exactly what happened, except that I had been sort of doing the entire Europe trip up until Florence. So I had been to every church and monument. Boring after a while. Honest to God, when you go to the first one, you're blown away. Oh, my God. We just, uh, like, you know, in Australia, we don't have, like, history. Like, we've got history. (laughs) But we don't have, you know, history. That is you, right, when you first get to Europe. When you are sort of three and a half to four weeks through the trip and you're going to a new place every three days and every time you stop in a new place, you go to the church, the local monuments, all of the art pieces, all of the things that you need to address. By the time I got to Florence, I was there with my best mate. Do you know what we did? We went back to our little cabin and everybody was going in to see David the next day. You know, they were going on in the little bus in you town. Didn't. You know what we did? Sat in this crappy caravan at a, at a camping place, cooked risotto and played cards all day. I didn't even go in. You're kidding. I didn't even take the bus in to see him. I was so, so oh. I was there in Florence, yeah. right near it, okay. and I had seen that many monuments. <sighs> I was done. I didn't go and see David. All right, let's get some talcum powder. I'm going to reenact him. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. We have had quite the festival of Paul and Rach this week. We've done a lot of social engagements. Oh, we've, it's been great. It's been good. We've had lunch. We've gone out to see Dave Chappelle. We're now in the Hunter Valley for Lionel and uh, and John. Lots it's of been... leg touching. <laughs> Met by... Don't do that, Paul. <laughs> Please. I just copped a side of a talcum-powdered willy. <laughs> but we went to Dave Chappelle uh, the other night at the Opera House. He was awesome. Okay. Really? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Right, right. Well, no, let's do our review live, okay. on, live in people's ears. Look, I'm going to say first 45, really solid. I'm I, with you. Yeah, I was really enjoying it and I remember thinking, geez, I'm, I'm really having a good time. And then at some point, I sort of just thought to myself, oh, when did I stop having a good time? I just realised that I hadn't enjoyed sort of a fair chunk of what he'd done because it felt like he was phoning it in a little mm. bit. But my critique is not so much of Chappelle. Oh, hang on. As it is the setup of his show. Oh. 
Which the DJ. Which was <laughs> there was a DJ that opened the show <laughs> and it got to the stage where he'd played for so long that I sort of thought, have I accidentally bought a t- ticket to Future Music Festival? <laughs> like, did I I'm sure this is supposed to be Dave Chappelle and not a dance party. But the thing that bugged me the most, he played for ages and it was one of those things where, I mean, this is DJ Trauma's time to shine, you know? Was that the DJ's performer in question? That was the performer in question. So he gets into a room that's already completely ready to laugh and yell and clap at whatever. By the way, at 10.30 at night, we went to the late show, okay? So so we're there for Dave, we're looking forward to it. You don't have to win that room over, nor warm it up because Mm. guess what? It's been awake since 8 o'clock in the yeah, morning. exactly. It's warm, baby. Yeah, exactly. And also, I'd really love to be wrapped up and in bed by 12 p.m. Yeah. Like, you know, 12 or 12 a.m., uh, if I'm going to be correct. But the thing about... Or get an email, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> the thing about this DJ, he he got on the mic, did a lot of mic work. Too much mic work, I'd almost say, DJ Trauma. Because if you're going to be spinning the platters that matter, then just <laughs> put the microphone down. We came to hear Dave Chappelle do the gear not you and it got to a point where he was sort of trying to warm the room up fair play i understand what you're trying to do but it started off as if you're over 21 and you love to party say hell yeah hell yeah so we go okay fine then he plays a few more tracks if you're under 40 and you love to party say hell yeah and it just went on and on if you've come tonight to have a good time and you're ready to see dave chappelle say hell yeah thinking what i mean when does he say if you've dated somebody once and you're not really into them but you kept on going because you didn't want to spend saturday nights alone say hell yeah hell yeah i thought when is this going to end correct but what about the rubbish of just like okay okay sydney (laughs) it was like rodney o was in the room yeah and it was like sydney sydney yeah sydney it's like you know what we do, I don't know what it is about America, and we both love the joint. Love, love. But the whole just mentioning of town oh, equals, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm a guy like me. And let's talk about the one thing that, that he did where, where Paulie, he anticipated it and just said, uh, DJ Trauma gave it a bit of, we've been in Australia for a little while and the one thing I've worked out is that you guys love this. And Paulie just goes, if this is Aussie, 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 oi, 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 I'm sitting down. And what was it? Bang. My ass straight down. I went, no, I'm not. I'm not interested. How is anybody still telling foreigners to do that? Stop it, please. How is anybody still saying, oi, 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 it's done? Take it from your bogan buddies, okay? (laughs) Might be a slightly hipster bogan buddy and cashed up bogan, but let's please. We are still bogans at heart, okay? Stop. Stop. Stop it. Done. Please. In fact, next time let us suggest that if somebody from a foreign land comes out and says, all right, guys, are we ready? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. You just yell back. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Paul and Rach live holding hands in the Hunter Valley. It's very exciting. (laughs) Now, earlier on in the podcast, I I discussed something uh, that our lovely friend Dan was doing here at the Hunter Valley. Now, he's been broadcasting uh, into Sydney for his show. uh, And so. Make sure to listen to it. Dead Set Legends. Dead Set Legends. Great show. Um, And so he's finished now. He's come off the balcony. You know, he's he's been recording in style for three hours. You, you can have my microphone, mate, because I'm not saying much now. Let me just. Hello, I know I'm in a lot of trouble. I don't know what I've done here, but Rachel, I've discovered, not a morning person. Uh, you you When I said hello to you, you're fine. Yeah, I thought I've done something wrong. I already thought I did something wrong last night. Let me tell you, Rachel, blanket hog. <laughs> I'm getting in ahead here because I'm going to be honest, I heard myself referred to half an hour ago. I don't know what I've done, but I know I've done something. All I did down here was I made a cup of tea and Kellogg sustain. Something in amongst that, I've done something. First mistake. Okay, so... I'm correct, aren't I? Yeah. So last night I... 
put all of the plastic bags together that we've done the shopping for, right? And I've put them in the corner there. Now, I've put in one of the bags has actually come with me from Sydney and it's got about five or six peppermint tea bags in it oh, no. so that I can have a couple of peppermint teas. Oh, I know what I've and, and I've come up to the oh, no. come up to my stuff. I was like, who's oh, been no. rifling around in my stuff? And I look in the bag and my five peppermint tea bags oh, no. are now completely moist because you've made a couple of t- cups of tea and thought, oh, there's a plastic bag. That must be the bin. And just throw stuff in there. I did. Even though there's a bin under the sink. And then... I looked. And then I took the tea bags out. I threw them in the actual bin. I took my peppermint tea bags out, salvaged what I could. And I'm then, sorry. And then I came back. I, put, I thought, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tuck the plastic in further so he doesn't touch him and I've come back I've got done my work wandered around gone to the toot come back I thought hang on the plastic bags are out again <laughs> and you've just whipped them out shoved another couple of well if I'm going to make the mistake once <laughs> and wasn't told about it then you can't blame me for making the same mistake who twice who doesn't look for the actual bin Listen, it's just under Rachel, the sink Rachel. I look for the bin I couldn't find it it's under the sink You've told me that three times now. <laughs> I'm aware now it's under the sink. Okay. I was coming down here. I don't normally make my own tea. <laughs> who, who makes it for you? I go and get a, buy a coffee. Oh, right. right. Okay. So well, I thought, well, here I Isn't this you? nice? I'm being domesticated. I had yeah. my little Kellogg sustain. I was quite <laughs> proud of myself. I came down, washed out the bowl, and then put it in the dishwasher, which I'm sure we're not going to use. Yeah. I, I'll apologise. I honestly thought... <laughs> And you got to understand, as a single man that lives alone, a plastic bag in the kitchen <laughs> is a garbage bag. I saw it scrunched up. I saw it next to your quinoa and everything else, but it looked like it was scrunched up and there was nothing in there. <laughs> so my, my sincere apologies. But isn't it funny how I knew I was in trouble? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, you've been to this dance before. I knew I was in a lot of trouble. Come on. So is this what the podcast has become? I preferred it when it was all and and all the swear words. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Hey, Paulie. Yes. We were at lunch yesterday. Please, refer to me as Oscar's Pistorius. <laughs> Could I care less about oh, that story? Oh, God. Like, terrible. I'm, mm. I hope justice happens. Mm. But uh, don't care about 24-7. Yeah. And everyone knows that at Sky. Yeah. It's there you go. There's another one. Um, I also just while we're doing a bit of what's been going around in the media uh, this week, I'd just like to say to the people at the Daily Mail, um, <laughs> that really hard eating, beating piece of journalism. Why is there a story titled "Mum on the Run"? Mother of six, Antonia Kidman keeps herself busy running errands in Sydney. The headline is six. <laughs> She's had six kids. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They buried the lead there, haven't they? But, yeah, but why is it a story? Why? She's going to the shops and putting something in the post office. Big whoop. Who cares? Last time I checked, we all do that. Here's and she's got two assistants. Yeah, what does she need two assistants for? But here's the problem, though. You clicked the story, didn't you? Ah, oh, shit. See, that's the problem. <laughs> this, this is, you want to kill this one? Okay. When somebody says, Aussie, 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 sit down. <laughs> Yay. Say nothing. All right. When you see this, don't click. Don't click. Okay, I'll do that. But yesterday we went to lunch. And I wanted to bring something up that I noticed that you did. Oh, hang on. Hang and it's on. taking me. What, did I put a tea bag in a. <laughs> what, a plastic or a paper bag or whatever the heck? No, we sat down at a delightful restaurant. We're sitting across from us. We're waiting for our other friends to turn up. We're having a bit of a yarn. And you saw the little mm. dish of rock salt in mm. the middle of the table mm. and put your fingers in there, picked up plain rock salt mm. and went, homp. Thought you didn't see it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thought it was a quick move. I know you love to snack, mm. but we're getting to the stage where we're just eating rocks. Well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Firstly, not so wide with the eyes. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, lean back. <laughs> no. What is this about? I don't know. I, I, I have for probably as long as I've remembered. If there's a salt shaker, two in the hand, and then it's like some. Unconscious OCD thing. I yeah, don't but know. people throw it over their shoulder. They don't need it. <laughs> now that's how you get extra good luck. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> direct consumption of salt <laughs> at the start. And I, I didn't do it just once either. No, I'm surprised there was any salt left for the actual <laughs> meal. In fact, I'm surprised that you didn't just get a spoon out. Mm. And well, it's not Milo. <laughs> <laughs> what other things would you eat without mixing with other things? We caught my sister once in the fridge eating butter with a spoon. 
I hate butter. Oh, Do I'm, you? I'm fat, but I, I'm all marge. Oh, margarine. And now yeah. we're into some Nutalex or something. Bang on to the Nutalex. What's this, all that about? This is an allergy kit. This is no. There's no dairy. Oh, I like it. It's, it's good. Really good. It's tasty. Great in scrappy eggs. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you? Would you do that with sugar? Would you mm. suck a sugar cube or no, something? No, 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 no. Couldn't do that. I would put my finger in like two minute noodles, the sachet of oh, chicken. I'd go <laughs> into that. I used to sprinkle the sachet. On the noodles and not cook them, just <gasps> eat them like. Oh, they're a disgusting raw. Oh, they're just, they're, no. they're, 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 it's like eating asbestos. No, I'd eat a I whole imagine. <laughs> I have no experience in it, but I'm imagining. <laughs> you just go into old buildings and start chomping on the drywall. <laughs> okay, when, when I do that, I've got a problem. Till then, salt, whatever. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Fiona, oh, I just want to ask you. <laughs> A different name for once. Uh, Rache, yes. International Women's Day come and uh, gone this week. Oh, Can we get serious how, for a mo? How did I miss it? <laughs> oh, I know. You how know was... that is my number one event <laughs> in the calendar. Oh, that and Hanukkah. <laughs> now, the thing is, I, um, but I just want to ask you a serious question, right? Mm. As the owner of the requisite bits that qualify you to celebrate. True. International Women's Day. True. Despite my voice, I do have the <laughs> requisite parts, yes. And, it's, and you're not post-op. No, like I'm you not. Were... I'm not. I'm honestly... They all came out when I popped out of my mum. They were all there from the beginning. Or more importantly, didn't. (laughs) Boys bits come out. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Mm. Um, How do you feel about the sort of, uh, you know, women get less pay, Mm. the the, the sort of the the understandably worthy but a tinkle whingy stuff that rolls around on International Women's Day? You know, not enough women on boards, all of this stuff. I'm not belittling those causes, but I wanted to hear a smart, independent, sexy lady's view. Oh, I think you've just ruined the feminism cause right there in one sentence. I've always found feminism a bit of an irksome topic. I know I'm supposed to be super pro because I am the lady with the requisite bits for which the cause is championing what I'm doing with my life. However... I've always just found there's a touch too much whinging and not enough getting on with things. And I understand, yes, we should be paid equally. Yes, there should be more women on boards. But I have always felt in a male-dominated industry that that media is, I mean, I'm working with what I've got, right? Regardless of what I'm packing in my underwear. (laughs) She's gone gone for the definition of... But honestly, regardless of what I'm packing in my underwear, up in my head, I'm working with what i got. So my (laughs) MO has always been be the best at what I can do and then, you know, try and get the jobs on the basis of that. I never once have walked into a room or not got a job and thought it's because I'm a woman or sat down and gone, there's only one time in my career that I've ever worked on a show that it mattered that I was a woman and every other time I've never felt that Mm. it mattered, you know. This is is my thing and and this is honestly one of the reasons why I love you very, very much Mm. is that it doesn't matter. That crap no. doesn't matter. And the whole thing is, I think in normal people world, it doesn't matter. In that, if there are people who are genuinely holding you back because you're a woman, then, you know, rage against them and get as yes. angry as hell. But you know what? If you are impressive and forthright, you're going to get the gig. Mm. And, and my view always has been, and, you know, I'm doing a bit of uh, reminiscing here. <laughs> but my thing has always been, you know, I never thought of you ever as chick on radio. No. And you've never wanted to be. No. You're a performer who has those bits. Mm. And uh, and I just find it bizarre but the number of people who go, I should be here because I'm, cause I'm a oh. girl. In the same, I should be here because I'm a boy. If it's I crap. got a job because I was filling a quota, I would hate that. Yeah. And I understand that the people that are actually really fighting the fight and yelling out loud, I mean, they are doing, you know, they're the ones that are pushing forward and trying to get change. And that is important. That is absolutely important. But I just think on a day-to-day basis when you meet those people and they're like, God, I'm so hard done by because if I was a man, it wouldn't happen. So just shut up. Mm. Be good at what you do. If there is someone specifically holding you down then have a crack at that person but the other thing that doesn't do us any favors is those women that can only um, straddles the wrong word can only be two things in the workplace sexually forceful or aggressively forceful yes they can't deal with men or women in any other way because they're so desperately trying to assert themselves in a male environment that you either that either they are constantly sexual with everybody or they just feel like they have to be a ball breaker. And you yeah, just think, yeah, yeah. you know what? If you just honed it down about 98%. Just chill, baby. 
you would be fine. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know, gone are the days, it's not 1950. When you walk into that boardroom and there are men around, this isn't the first time they've seen a woman in a boardroom. (laughs) You know, like you are actually capable of being there and you are equal to them and behaving in a way that makes you different makes you not equal to them. So stop it. Hello, damn Louia. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, in a previous podcast. It's never made it to air, but I'm going to own it, okay? In a previous podcast, we talked about the idea of me joining Tinder. Yes. My wife vetoed, hence you never got to hear it. Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> and and the- let's just say for a minute, to those playing at home, that is a fair problem to have if you think about it, that you don't want your husband to go on to. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't being a princess. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, here's how the conversation went. G'day, Dal. Oh, yeah. How was your day? Yeah, good. How'd the podcast go? Oh, it was great. It was really funny. Look, can I go on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we came back. Now, the thing is, though, your concern was that if I went on Tinder and I got a few likes, I'd get a little bit... Bit up me, yeah, 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 yeah. Bit looking me, lady. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I had a moment where I felt a little, you know, all right, and then deflated like that. Why? A couple of weeks ago at a wedding, beautiful woman talking, chatting, whatever, sidling up, nothing inappropriate, just you know, she was she was into the package in front of her. Oh, see, I told you there are people out there, Paul Murray. God love alcohol. (laughs) The thing is, is, fine, fair enough. So clearly it's a bit obvious to me that she likes what she says. Yeah, right. Fine and fair enough. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And then she says, oh, you know, we should go go to a thing next week and, you know, like we'll all night and all day, it'll be great. And my little sort of... All night and all day. Married man brain goes... <laughs> I'm a bit scared because I'm not turned on now. I'm a bit scared at this who moment. No, who's who's throwing out the all night and all day dates and uh, what's just, all that about? So I've just gone. Jeez, this is all right. Okay, so fine, fair enough. Pull anyway. your dress down and be a lady. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, of course, my response was because there are moments when, and all married men will understand this. There are moments when uh, you have to put an end to what could potentially be problems. Mm. So I thought the, the nice way to do this was say, oh, well, I'll just ring my wife now and say we're not married that weekend. She slumps in the chair. Oh, you're married. Oh, oh that's my game over. Oh, you've, you've, you <laughs> have bullet dodged. Really? You have 100% bullet dodged. Because, you know, the, the funny thing was, I was feeling a little bit cocky. Mm. Okay, oh, this is all right. And, mm. then, and then there was the part of me that just is the eager to please person mm. who was going to go, no, 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 it's okay. Mm. And then I, but I did hold myself back. Mm. So I wasn't trying to apologise to her for being married. Okay, let's, let's look at the two scenarios at hand. Number one. Why you... would you be interested in Paul Murray? Oh, No, no, sorry, keep going, keep going. Deep sea fishing again. Okay, scenario number one. Uh You make the mistake of your life and say to this young woman, let's get this happening. let, Let me make a huge mistake. Let me ruin my life right now, all for you, baby, just because you've come and approached me. I don't think that the kind of now woman... Now you put it that way, <laughs> you really do kick the fun out of it. <laughs> no, I've got to say, I, I have no self-control. As, as, as the world knows, mm. I have no self-control when it comes to you know eating or whatever. whatever. I do have incredible projection skills oh. where I can get to the moment after. If she was a bowl of rock salt or a bag of French fries <laughs> or a packet of Tim Tams, then you'd be f- <laughs> guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Are you aware of a thing called Airbnb, Paul Murray? No. Oh, I'm surprised you've been to New York so, so many times. I thought you would have used this site. It's basically not a hotel site, but it's where people rent out their homes. Oh, yes. I'm aware. I'm, I use a different one. Oh, oh, do you now? What's the one that you use? Home and Away, I think. Oh, is home, home and Away. away. Home Away. Home Away, home away right. Word. Well, I'm sure it's a exactly the same thing. A voice that looks like my wife <laughs> okay. just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure it's pretty much the same thing. But, of course, uh, it's gone bunter. Everybody across the world is using it and it's uh, doing really well. So, of course, there are going to be sp- uh, spin-offs of certain things. And there is a new website that's come out called Air P&P. Oh, hang on, hang on. Can I guess what the P stand for? You are swimming in the right pond. Okay, keep going. And it's yellow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Airbnb. Airbnb. So this is a concept that was started up. Basically, uh, it's being trialled in Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Oh, wait till that turns into the new grinder. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, this is for people because people go to Mardi Gras and, you know, when you go to outdoor events and stuff and you can't get into pubs, you can't find anywhere to pee, it's trying to stop public urination. So it's people that can offer the services of their toilet cool. for a price yeah. and you can come in and use that person's toilet for 10, 20 bucks, whatever, and and go to the loo. So you don't have to pee on the street. But I don't know about a website that says, sure, strange man or yeah, woman. Yeah, please use my toilet. Why don't you come in with perhaps some non, uh, you know, nondescript diseases and use my bathroom? Please. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's, now, now this, this, is, this is where I, I need to discuss. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think you can catch from a toot? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. But like, I'm a germaphobe as well. But if a what if they've got crabs or something? Okay. Or what if they've Guilty. I don't know. But I <laughs> I just don't like the idea of somebody coming into my house and just going to it and going, "Pull ya, thanks." Yeah, I also think you'd have to uh, have a surcharge depending on length of time in there. Mm, yeah. So I think it's like yeah, in and out ten bucks. You ponder. Ka-ching for having, me. Having said that, I would say that something I believe needs to be done is that when people are on the house hunt, whether it be rental properties or owning properties, I think there should be a blanket rule that in an open inspection, toilet paper will be provided and oh. you are allowed to use the house toilet. No. Because no. when I was looking for places, sometimes you've got eight, nine, Ten places to get to, and you're seeing these things at three to four minute intervals. You got to whiz to the next place. You're you're going for ten hours, and you've got nowhere to go to it. I don't disagree, but the problem is, while you would no doubt be a clean, lovely, well hydrated human being, mm. if the if the blanket rule was come one, come all, you know that someone who you know, I mean, these are, there are some tenants that will trash a house. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do to somebody else's toilet? Someone's going to go number two. And then all of a sudden, the smell of baking cookies is no longer going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's like now you've got to leave a week's deposit. Already have. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. Paul and Rach's podcast proudly brought to you by. We don't have a sponsor. No. Please sponsor the show. <laughs> paulandrach.com.au because .com is an. Awful couple. Yeah, who go on holidays and blog. Give us the dog com. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the dog com. Oh, you're married. My game's over. Can we have a glimpse into the future? Yes. What? It's a future <laughs> full of bongos. <laughs> right. Um, the, fl- the future looks bright. Mm. We're all looking forward to it. We've got to oh, wear good. shades, yeah, all of that great. business. Okay. However, a couple of things that people are desperate to bring from science fiction, cartoons, future bullshit, mm. and turn it into our current reality. Mm. But they're never going to take off. And you're going to look at me and say, P. Murray was a doubter and we all use him. I say these will never take off. What are they? Hoverboards and jet crafts. Oh, 100%. Now, this jetpack rubbish is fun at Penrith Panthers. If you mm. want to, you know, woo, up in the water, fall down, great. No practical use will never happen. Mm. And the hoverboard. The news websites every few days have got some nonsense about hoverboards are coming because we're coming up to the exact year where hoverboards appeared in Back to the Future 2. Oh, yeah, because we all need to run away from Biff. Or yeah, whoever. Was, he was like, what, what? I think it was Biff. Well done. <laughs> what but, are we going to do with hoverboards? But here's the thing. I can't balance on a board with wheels that's an inch <laughs> from the ground. How do you reckon 120 is going to go hovering man? What do you think is the age limit at which you need to stop skating? I'm going to say, well, I'll be generous. 30 is getaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 27, we're in the zone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, unless you're Tony Hawk and it is your bread and butter and you've got, you know, video games and you're a pro skater and all that kind of stuff. But I saw a bloke in a suit 
and a pair of sort of It's Converse. not a way to commute. No. It, Please. <laughs> on the commute. Just like, remember those Razor scooters? Oh, yes. oh, when everybody was commuting on a Razor scooter. The thing with the, with the Razor scooter, though, so good luck going uphill. Yeah. Like, like that's great <laughs> if you live... Like at the top of the hill and work at the bottom. <laughs> Other than that, what? Yeah. And the bit I don't understand too. You know, there was a guy when I used to work in the Sydney Morning Herald building mm. doing the radio, right? There was a guy, you'll love this, he commuted to work in a kayak. <laughs> 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 he would, seriously, he'd kayak from, you know, Balmain, I think it was, uh, in and around at Piermont and off he'd go. So there he was, he'd sort of arrive at work. And people do that thing where they arrive at work in the clothes that they commuted in oh, and yeah. then change into the work yes. clothes. Did, did he, did the dock at which he docked his kayak, was that visible from the glass of the office? Like, was it, oh, yeah, of classic, course. Of, of course. course. So everyone could see of him. Of course. Just going, be a son of man. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Paul and Rach podcast. You can yell in the background, Dan. You don't have to be quiet. You just walk around. Just yell out at any time. Uh, now, by the way, I'm. Uh, you know how much I love darling Dan. Um, he's just had a cigar, right? Mm. And I'm currently on a three-month ban from smoking. Yeah. Um, I would really like to, uh, I don't know, just when he's done with that shirt, just sniff that shirt. <laughs> I'm a little uh, a little addicted, my yeah, dear. But and when I smell the frisson, I'm like... <laughs> Oh, here he goes. Oh, it's enough for me. Thank you. Why? Yeah. Why, how many cigars would you have a week um, if the, your wife isn't listening? Oh, no, my <laughs> wife is listening and uh, and uh, it, it would be exactly the same okay, answer, now, Rachel. Okay, now that you're not smoking, it's zero. Yes. But in your heyday, how many a week would you have? Oh, in the past couple of years, I could get as it, absolutely honestly, mm. I could get as stupid as six a week. So that's one every. Are you doing one a day, or are you oh, just going a big, all? Couple of big sessions. But as I said, that that was at the height, and then I was put on a little, a little sort of leash last year, and the leash is even tighter this year. And I've I've, I've adhered, but it's very frustrating. But it's early in the morning. How? I mean, Dan's been having a cigar up there since sort of nine a.m. Yeah. That's too early to be smoking. I'm always amazed. And I know sort of, you know, there's probably plenty of smokers that listen to the podcast. Get on you guys. You know, Keep it going. No, get no. On get on the nicotine patches or something. Get off those things. They're Come killing on. you. Paulie loves you. When you wake up, the idea to me that the first thing you want, you know the first thing I have when I wake up? Lemon in hot water. Yeah. That's what I genuinely desire when I get up. Freshens me out, gets the digestive juices flowing. I'm ready for So does the St. Louis Ray Series no, G. No, no. I mean, just, just because I'm not saying it's good for me. This is the whole thing. I've never, not ever, not once, not never said about smoking that it's not stupid, that it's not going to kill me. No, but, but with morning breath, how is that the thing that you want in your face it hole? It kills morning breath. It, it replaces... kills everything. It kills more than morning breath. <laughs> yeah, it's killing cells in my body. <laughs> no, and when, when, when we've gone away uh, to Gold Coast for a week or whatever... I will rock out of bed at you know, 11 o'clock, let's oh, be honest. Well, that's pretty much lunch. Yeah, yeah but no, but that's what I'm saying. So it's lunch, it's 5 mm, o'clock somewhere, it's mm, beer o'clock somewhere. Mm. So flick, flick and we're away. See, this is the great breakfast radio argument that it's all right to have a drink at 9am because it's pretty much your lunch time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Know? But could somebody please explain cocaine at 5am? <laughs> like, oh, someone's coming home in Stuttgart. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Thank you for listening to us and uh, good on you for sticking with us this long. I mean, a week without us. How did you ever do it? Sure, you did three years, but one week. How could you have possibly done it without us? Here at the Hunter Valley and, uh, you know, we're the insane in the membrane. I don't know any other song they do. Oh, Cypress Hill. You know, no, it's called Cypress Lakes. Yes. Oh, but okay, for the purposes of comedy. It's a, a rick. <laughs> I'm also aware we're not living on spew <laughs> right. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh, you hate me so much. Now, um, we're, uh, we're, we're here. Lovely vista at uh, Cypress. I just keep wanting to call it oh, Cypress Hill now. You Cypress can. Lakes, really mm. nice, lovely, all the rest. But I was noticing this morning as I was sitting up there just, you know, crying, thinking about mistakes made last night that, you know, <laughs> do we tell, Sean? Uh, the thing is, is that I'm noticing an awful lot of helicopters coming in, going, coming in and going. True. And here's my thing. 
you know, even if I was a billionaire, I don't know if I would want to commute anywhere by helicopter. No. Because to me, it's one of those grand pieces of technology that scares me a little bit. Yes. You know, there are things that actually uh, I either don't want to learn or I just think are a bit flimsy or I've never really been able to master. Fax machine, never been able to master it. Freak, really? you know, do you press zero? Do you not press zero? Is <laughs> one to get out? As soon as that became too complicated, whatever. Mm, that mm, ain't happening. Mm. And the second clearly is the helicopter because to me it just seems it just seems yeah, like you know, you know, we're probably we all know as humans, we're not meant to fly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just waiting one day for God to go, you're really not meant to fly <laughs> in that. Yeah. Flick, flick, <laughs> flick. Flick. We're like the mosquito, the mechanical mosquitoes of this world. Yeah, I've been in a helicopter only once and it, it was fun. It was cool to be up there, but the entire time I was just filled with this dread that it made no sense how we were up because we weren't going upwards. We were sort of just – I mean, it's like when you're in the pool in summer and a dragonfly comes in and it just sits there and you go, how are you doing that? You know, it, when you're in there, everything's sort of shaking mm. around the whole time <laughs> because you sort of – you know, you're maintaining this one level, but it's no smooth coasting no. Ex- experience in a Boeing 747. You're literally jittering sort of from one side of wherever you're going to the other. It's petrifying. Yeah, it, it, it's Parkinson's with petrol. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Apologies to anyone who's got petrol issues. <laughs> is that the, um, now, the thing is, though, when you're there, is the little headphone thing, does it sound like, does it, sound like it does in the movies? Going, yeah, g'day, right, shall I have a look out the left? There's a mountain. Short of the, my fear of being in a helicopter, I would fly them just for that. It is so much fun. Just for a bit of get out of here. I don't care. You could talk about the most boring stuff ever, but in those <laughs> helicopter headsets, it sounds like you are, you know, discovering new worlds. <laughs> you know, you're, you, I mean, you're doing something really important. And mostly when I went up there, it was just pretty much poo and wee gags, as it usually is, just yeah. trying to rib the old driver to make sure that he was laughing along with us. But it makes you feel like you are genuinely a part of something pretty spectacular there's something about the sound of that headset and you're just like this is cool you know you can get them walkie-talkies we could just do that we could do the podcast over walkie-talkies one day let's do paul and rach live from a fake helicopter (laughs) (laughs) no budget no sound effects but what just do it anyway follow the guys on twitter at paul and rach and just quickly before we go away from helicopters, I had yeah. a story about helicopters oh, for you yeah. and the Hunter Valley. Yes. As you know, uh, lots of big artists roll in and out these days. They do. Um, doing the little winery mm-hmm. um, concert. Elton John did one a few years ago. but Elton I John, heard that was a phone-in. It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't great. But Elton John... Uh, Obviously, he didn't want to go the three-hour drive from Sydney to Newcastle. Mm. So, he was flown by helicopter (laughs) from Sydney to here. Yeah. But the funny thing was, he was doing it at the Tempest 2 winery, if Mm -hmm. you know your wineries around here. Um, The Tempest 2 winery, for whatever reason, doesn't have enough space for you to land a helicopter. So, he landed in some other winery, Mm -hmm. but then... Demanded to be driven in a limousine. Oh God! <laughs> for like less than a kilometre. So the bloke didn't want to sit in traffic, didn't want to fly in a plane, flew in a helicopter, but then demanded a limo. What is the life of these people? I remember where I used to live uh, in Sydney. There was a guy. It was quite a wealthy area. This was pre-bankruptcy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said you lived with a guy. That's your father. <laughs> no. Not you can't just say you know I lived in this. You lived with your dad. That's called I grew up somewhere. One of our neighbours was a very wealthy man who lived in um, in this area but, but sort of uh, worked about two hours away and he just bought a seaplane. <laughs> so the seaplane picked him up on his wharf at his house and then just dropped him up the coast for work and then he just seaplaned it back home in Is, the afternoon. Even though I've just blasted away about helicopters, I would love that. Oh, that'd be the best. How <laughs> would that be? <laughs> yeah. Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. As our podcast draws to a close, Rach, I would like to dedicate this podcast to a dear friend, a person who has given me endless content on radio, television and in this podcast. Who is it? Little Tansy. Oh, you little cat. Little Tansy has left this world. Mm. Um, don't worry, it wasn't a car, nothing weird. Uh, medical things, sadly, uh, cat cancer and all the rest of it. I know my beautiful wife will be listening and she loved that cat very, very much. 
And I just wanted to say, despite all the shit I have hung on that little thing. Oh, you've hung some shit. I, <laughs> I did love her. And, you know, we miss her. And it's, it's, it's a terrible thing when pets, mm. you know. See, this is why I don't understand why people get pets. You are buying that pet knowing you're going to outlive it. Knowing that it is going to die. Knowing that you are going to build a relationship and a rapport with that thing. Love it like it is a member of your family and it is never going to outlive you. You are always going to have to bury it. So 100% guaranteed. You know that. Why are we buying pets? You're absolutely right. And I've got to say, mm. in all the things I expected to do in my life, digging up part of the garden, <laughs> turning it into a Edward Furlong Pet Cemetery, <laughs> not quite expected. <laughs> However, I just wanted to say, the way I paid tribute to mm. Tansy mm. is I shat in the bathtub myself. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. So we're going to wrap uh, the, the podcast up and usually at this time we would do uh, Rach Reads a Porno. Now, yes. the uh, contractual issues that meant that we were absent last week, which was, of course, at uh, Sky News pays for Paul Murray by the square centimetre. Mm. Uh, and my aura, apparently. <laughs> have meant that we are having a few legal issues about whether we can or cannot do Rach Reads a Porno uh, so it doesn't compromise said uh, television show. Well, no, but also it's a thing where, let's be honest, uh, I'm happy to go all or nothing. I'm happy to go Thelma and Louise. Mm. But my view is this. Mm. If one week of no uh, Rage Reads of Porno means we're back next week, I'm a happy man. Exactly, exactly. So we are going to get the censors in who we will sort of begin. We'll see how much of Rage Reads of Porno that we can get through. But in anticipation of this lack of a segment, I thought, well, okay, how do I put a little bit of a Sky News frisson mm, mm, mm. onto the Rage Reads of Porno segment? And so I... <laughs> I thought I would do right. Ra- away, my love. <laughs> I thought. What, are we getting David Spears into this? Well, no, no, no. Are we just going Although- to cross to Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> Spears, he should get in on yeah. the podcast. He's James Bracey. Basically, I uh, went and had a little look at Hansard, <laughs> and I thought hang I on, could. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Couple of things here. Yeah. How did we get from porno to Hansard? <laughs> well, this is what me. sort of a searching Google are you doing? This is me trying to appease all of our general interests, right? But yeah. I've only gotten a paragraph through because, as it turns out, we're going to get the censors in and see how much of Rach reads a porno I can read. But here's just the first bit that I did because I was trying to sort of sexy up Hansard a bit. Can we go old school? What and do you the mean? code word is washing machine. I oh, know. Well, you can't because oh. it's all boring, right? Oh, so you're so you've got to sexy, sexy it up. Oh. Yes, I've gone the other way. I wasn't here for the planning meeting. Okay, here we go. This is Christopher Pine, so get that in your sexy heads. Mm. Oh. Thank, thank you. Thanks Ma- for that cold spoon. <laughs> Madam Speaker, to stimulate the House, oh. you might wish to exercise your discretion. The government are going to support the suspension of standing orders from the ceiling because we are quite happy to debate the Qantas <laughs> sexual act. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get any further than that. But that was essentially what we were going to do. However, we are going to bring the censor in. I'm going to read Rate Reads a Porno and the censor will cut us off at the point at which we are no longer appropriate. Are we ready, P. Muzzy, to uh, wrap up the podcast? P. Muzzy? P. Muzzy! I'm off to Detroit with the hood and buds and stuff. Here we go. Today's story is called Bus Stop Bed. You're listening to Paul and Rach.